Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Welcome to the special edition of Mobile Armor Radio. I guess it's going to be 30.5. We're here with a special guest to talk about a Kickstarter that's coming out. Our guest here is Matt Click, and the Kickstarter is the Mecha Hack Mission Manual. It's the, what would you call it, a supplement to the original uh, Mecha Hack? Yeah, it's it's sort of a it's sort of a supplement, but also a sequel. Uh, it's uh, it, a little bit more than a supplement, but not quite a, a whole new edition of the game. So, cool. Yeah, so uh, I guess I should introduce myself. I'm I'm Rob, <laughs> and I'm Pat, <laughs> and that's Matt, who is uh, the Matt. Kickstarter creator. Yes, hello. And uh, yeah, we're here to discuss uh, this great, cool-looking RPG. So, uh, first of all, we might as well get right into it. Uh, how'd you start in with uh, gaming in general and mechs in more specific? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I have been playing tabletop role-playing games for a long time. I started with um, the old uh, Star Wars D6, the West End Games mm-hmm. oh, uh, edition yeah. of the game back in the day. Um, actually, I, I have a uh, my own version of that game out uh, floating around the internet called Hyperspace D6. I can't, you know, promote it in any official capacity because <laughs> I don't I don't want Mickey Mouse to break down my windows. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, <laughs> but uh, so I, I got my start with that game and and um, moved on to uh, you know trying D and D and Savage Worlds and just all kinds of of uh, different games and uh, I. Uh, got into Mecca probably around the same time. Actually, I discovered uh, Robotech, and it was on like late at night uh, <laughs> on you know some channel in like the hundreds. Uh, I was able to watch syndicated Robotech, and it was just the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It was you know the the ships, the the fighter jets transforming, and the designs of the of the Mecca. And uh, I was a big fan of Transformers when it originally aired, but this was kind of like is something is something different, you know, because it had the pilot aspect and. Um, it was more about like war and, uh, it just had some kind of like mature themes that were being told by this, this cartoon, which, I mean, that's sort of the, one of the benefits of anime, I suppose. Um, so I got started with Robotech and then, um, around the time I was 12 or 13, uh, Toonami started airing Gundam Wing and that just changed my world. I had never seen something as cool as Gundam Wing. <laughs> I, I had no idea was this entire other universe out there of Gundam shows. I just, I was absolutely obsessed with Gundam wing and, uh, endless waltz. And, uh, I started building the model kits and, you know, writing hundreds of pages of fan fiction of the, the Gundam wing characters and stuff. And then, yeah. And then eventually, uh, discovering the universal century timeline and just devouring, uh, the original mobile suit Gundam and 08th MS team and all that good stuff. So, um, I'd say that like mecha and RPGs have kind of they've been along the same sort of like ley line through my life where they've just sort of been a constant ever since I discovered them. You know, a lot of a lot of hobbies kind of come and go as you as you age, but RPGs and mecha have always been there for me. So, um, yeah, uh, around five years ago, uh, a bunch of buddies of mine, uh, we all started a tabletop RPG publisher, uh, which was the best idea and the worst idea we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> A lot of work, but it's a lot of fun as well. Um, and we've been publishing stuff for a few years now. Uh, we've got a few books under our belt, and we recently, uh, I'd say two or three years ago, started funding our books on Kickstarter, which is uh, a lot of RPG creators know Kickstarter is a really um, awesome tool to uh, both 
fund books ahead of time, which is very difficult to do as an in- indie dev. Uh, you uh, you know don't usually have a ton of money uh, hanging around that you can spend on things like art and proof layout and stuff like that. Um, so Kickstarter has been very good for us. Um, and uh, in 2018, I released a little game called The Mecha Hack, and uh, I actually, going back to Gundam Wing, I wrote it because I uh, had a cousin who was coming into town who was a big fan of Gundam as well, and I wanted to run a Gundam Wing for him, Gundam Wing game for him. And I'm oh. like, I don't know, like, what am I going to use to run this game? And I, you know, I'm looking at like Fate. Maybe I could like do a little Fate hack to do Gundam. I'm looking at, you know, some heavier, crunchier systems. I'm looking at the Cipher system, uh, Genesis, and then I'm finally like. What if I just make my own? Like, what if I what if I take some a game that I really like and I make it, you know, uh, useful to run mecha games? And so I was uh, obsessed at the time with this game called The Black Hack, which is uh, it's kind of a D and D esque, uh, like uh, old school Renaissance sort of game written by a friend of mine named David Black. Um, and there's actually a, a first and a second edition of that game out there, and they're both uh, really really good. Uh, so I, I took sort of the foundation of the black hack and stripped away uh, everything uh, D&D about it, replaced the ability modifiers that most people are used to, the strength and the dexterity and the charisma and stuff, and replaced it with uh, power, mobility, system, and presence. And I just built an entire system around that. Um, so I, I made it for myself, and I played through it, and I liked it. This feels really good. Uh, made characters super quickly. Uh, it's really easy to build stuff for it. So I'm going to put it out there officially and see if people like it. And two years later, it's a platinum bestseller on DriveThruRPG, and people really enjoy the game and run it all the time. So it's <laughs> kind of insane. I just to, you know wrote this game over a weekend or whatever, and uh, people really really like it. So um, you know, long story short, it's now two years later, and uh, I have a ton of extra materials sitting around that I've created for the game, extra chassis, extra pilots, um, and I decided to do a supplement for the book. Um, and the bulk of the book is uh, one-page missions uh, to run with the with the system. So uh, all kinds of fun, sort of tropey mecha, uh, you know, chases and escort missions and dropping in through the atmosphere and into a battle, stuff like that, um, is sort of the bulk of the book. So, um, that was a long witted way of me saying like, I'm a big mecha geek and a tabletop RPG nerd. And, uh, the mecha hack is sort of my love letter to both of those things. So. Yeah, I definitely could tell when I was reading through all the uh, modules to the add-ons for the mechs that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm like, Oh, that's from this. That's from this. Oh, that's this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can picture the situations, which is awesome. Totally. There's a lot of uh, one of my uh, partners at uh, Absolute Tabletop, the publisher, uh, likes to use the phrase legally dissimilar. And there's yeah, a lot of right. uh, legally dissimilar Robotech and Gundam and uh, all, all kinds of stuff. And they're even like uh, Titanfall. Like just anytime I, I watch a mecha property or play a mecha game, I'm like taking notes on like, ooh, that's cool. I want to put that in the mecha hack and I sort of write it down and uh, make it for it later. So. Yeah, earlier Pat and I were rolling up call signs too, because that is the coolest list of names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to... we have uh, we've got twenty more in the new book. Oh, There's nice. a whole new D twenty roll table of call signs. So because nice. we're like, yeah, this is like the best of uh, Pacific Rim kind of names. Like it's such totally. Yeah. You got a yeah, four name and a surname. What was yours, Pat? 
Uh, Viking Horizon. Yep. <laughs> and I actually rolled Viking, great. but but I, I re-rolled, so I got uh, Phobia Lucifer, which I thought was awesome, too. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. But that's the best thing about this. It's a lot of uh, ways just to – you can choose, but you can also just roll for it, which is I think that's a fun way to get into the game, too. I love rolling on charts and stuff like that, so – Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, sort really of our, our bread and butter at Absolute Tabletop is is roll tables. We love random generators, and yeah. uh, I just find myself whenever I'm running a game or prepping for a game, I find myself rolling on a lot of tables just to help kind of spark inspiration and ideas and stuff. So, yeah, I really like the the kind of minimalist uh, aspect of this of this role playing game. I mean, there's just enough to make you. Uh, Nod your head and then just uh, enough missing to keep the game moving at a very brisk pace. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's uh, something that I really didn't anticipate when I wrote the game is um, people people get very strategic with the game. And there are lots of different ways to, um, there, you know, there's this mechanic in the game called the reactor die. And it's kind of the main, like... Um, resource that gets taxed by your different abilities and so um rather than having people track you know oh my reactor level or your energy points or whatever um anytime you do something that taxes your uh, mecha you roll your reactor die and it's you know usually starts at like a d10 or a d8 and if you roll low enough on the reactor die it downgrades to like a d6 or a d4 um and people have really sort of gamed the system and figured out like the best ways, the best modules to combine and the best like chassis fire team to, to really max out reactor dies. Um, and it's really fun to see people do that and just pull off these insane, uh, results in the game. We, I, I run a, a biweekly game, um, where it's very Gundam inspired. Um, the characters are all sort of like teenage cybernetically enhanced, uh, mecha pilots. And, uh, one of them last session managed to, or I guess this was two sessions ago, managed to, uh, by charging up their weapon and doing a bunch of other stuff and utilizing a bunch of their modules, they were able to destroy an entire space cruiser in a, in a single shot <laughs> from this like buster rifle weapon. And it's like, uh, part of me is like, oh man, like this game can, it can really get insane with the amount of damage you can do. But, all, but the other part of me is like, but that's Gundam like that. Yeah. Like doing a big and taking out a space cruiser with a single shot is so mecha. So it's uh, it really gets across that in a very simple way uh, that I'm like sort of very pleased with. So yeah, it's all about the uh, the action and the set pieces kind of, and I can see that totally. in this game too, that where you just set yourself up for exciting things to happen and everybody's just cheering at the table kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, for the expansion, the uh, what is it? The um, what's the, the mission manual? Mission manual, yes. Yeah, you're doing also like out of out of uh, mech kind of addition to it too. I saw in the yeah, yeah. That was um it, a feedback that we got in the initial book. Is it was a very like conscious design decision to not uh, futz around with um. Okay, well you have your pilot and then you have your mecha. Like most most mecha games will do. You know you have your your stats for your pilot and then your stats for your mecha and you're kind of tracking stuff for each of them. And, um, you know, that's great if that's the kind of game that you want to play. And a lot of people really enjoy that sort of like tactical, like granular sort of, um, RPG experience. But for me, it was like, you know, well, the, you know, the pilot and the mecha are one and the same, like they're the same character, you know, you don't, 
think of Hero Yui and Wing Zero being separate entities. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the same, you know? And so uh, I went into it with that design goal very, very intentionally. But a lot of people were like, what do you do when you get out of the mech? Like, what, like, what sorts of things can you do if you open the cockpit and get out? And so uh, we wrote up some very simple rules where um, you can do things outside of the mech uh, and you can uh, utilize these skills that you otherwise wouldn't be able to utilize. Like you, know, you can get out and do like hacking or espionage. You can sneak around. You can do like martial arts, acrobatics, yeah, stuff cool. like that. So, yeah. So it, it's just a, a simple way to add that in if it's something that you want. It's not necessarily like a – Hey, this is a new rule. It's got, we call them modular rules. It's like if you're into on foot stuff, then you can use these rules in your Mecha Hack game, and that that'll allow you to do the the sort of out of cockpit play. Because you know when you have a a bunch of uh, uh, PCs, they're always going to try to do something. You're like, oh, I got it. What's oh. the rule for that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And as it, you know, I run the game a lot. And as the game's designer, I'm constantly like taking notes of like, all right, well, this player tried to do this and it was, <laughs> it was stupid. So I got to come up with some sort of rule <laughs> to, you know, uh, facilitate that or whatever. So, yeah. but luckily, you know, as I mentioned, the, the system itself is really, really flexible and, um, it's very difficult to like, quote unquote, break it just because the, the dice are already very like uh, swingy. Uh, they, you know, they either roll really low or really high for you. So um, it's really easy to design stuff for the game and sort of have rules that just sort of like plug in where you need them to. Yeah, and I, I, I do like in the basic game too. It's not super killy. Pretty much, you get knocked out and you're out for the that that like battle. But you you can get back yep. up again. You're not going to be murdered mercilessly in the streets but you it, i do notice exactly. also that you have the eight the hardcore mode coming up too yeah yeah that was uh another thing that people were asking for is they wanted to run like a like a little bit more grittier like do kind of like battle tech style or or even you know something like oh ms team where it's a lot more like kind of grounded and and gritty in the stories that it's telling so um the hard mode rules uh they they factor in like ammo you can run out of ammunition in your weapons mm-hmm. and have to reload them uh your reactor can potentially explode uh so if you get disabled uh you have to like get out of your mech and get away because the reactor <laughs> might uh melt down and explode um so lots of fun stuff like that so yeah that's that's fun to just add a little extra granularity if they if people want it yeah exactly and i, I think that People have found a lot of different play styles because, uh, you know, people use this system for different things. I've seen people run Voltron. People have run um, yeah. like Warhammer, like uh, like doing like a, instead of Mecha, they'll do like a Terminator armor or, you know, even like Space Marine armor. Huh. Uh, I've seen people do Starfighter games, like even doing like, uh, you know, using the chassis as Starfighters instead of Mecha. Yeah. And so. There's a lot of different things that people have done with the system, and rather than like buck against that and be like, "Oh, I, you know, that's not what this game is for," I want to like embrace that and be like, "That's super creative. I love that you use the game for that." So, like, I want to facilitate that that style of play uh, for those that want it. Nice. Yeah. I did did notice you also have that module that you can have vehicle modes too, so you have transformers built in right there too. <laughs> yep, yep, and that's uh, it's um. I have a player in my biweekly game who that's his entire thing is he, he loves Robotech and he wanted to be a Veritech fighter. So I was like, all right, well, here's what we'll do. You know, we'll give you a missile barrage and the vehicle mode and you'll be good to go. (laughs) go. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing how it's such a simple thing. It's just so much variety built in. Like it, I think you hit on something perfectly. Where it's it's just enough that you also have rules to like build your own modules too. So if you see something in an anime that you like, you can always just build it right in. Yep, exactly. And and it's easy enough to even take something that is you know similar enough and just reskin it. Uh, you know, there's a there's a chest beam uh, module that people have used to do like a big energy cannon or you know a shoulder mounted energy cannon it's like you know mm-hmm. you just take the thing that most closely represents what you're trying to achieve at the table and you can just reskin it super easily and a game like this where it's it's so minimal uh you feel i don't know people feel um uh like empowered to make stuff for it like it's it constantly have players like hey i came up with a module can i use this and i'm like yeah go for it like uh i had a player who created a basically like a harrow module they had like a little uh like uh, spherical like <laughs> co-pilot in the in the cockpit with them and they wanted to create a module for it and i was like yeah go for it like there's nothing that you're going to do that's going to break the game in any meaningful way so just like go for it yeah cuz the gm has just <clears throat> much control to throw bigger things at you or other creatures yep or- Different, exactly. different yeah. ways to make it useful, and yeah, and the, having the reactor die uh, be such a uh, sort of like integral part of the game is—it's such an easy thing where it's like, okay, well, I want to do this thing, and it's really powerful. It's like, okay, cool. Well, you have to roll your reactor die. Like, it's just—it's such an easy way to uh, create like a risk reward sort of system within the game where you can really do some insane stuff. You can, you know cover insane distances you can attack multiple times per turn but like anytime you're doing something crazy like that you're going to be rolling your reactor die to see what happens and there's potential of you to you know melt down your mech uh trying to do that stuff or uh in the case of we have a um evangelion inspired chassis in the new book called the hybrid where if your reactor Mm -hmm. melts down your your mecha goes berserk and you start attacking your allies and yeah i was trying to figure out how to ask you some of the inspiration, some of these chassis, and then you answered my question right there. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Each each one is definitely inspired by a very specific sort of type of mecha. I'd yeah, say. Like, there's. I didn't the, want to give all the chassis away out of the, out of the new book, so I was trying to. And that, but that was the one that struck my curiosity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The well, hybrid announced is definitely. Them all. Yeah. Yeah, they've all, they've all been announced. The uh, the hybrid is definitely Evangelion inspired, um, and then like the Colossus is very much like um, like Iron Giant almost uh, mm-hmm. in in what it can do. And then there's the uh, the Vanguard, which is sort of like um, the Vanguard is sort of like the bleeding edge sort of mecha that's very prevalent in the genre, where it's like oh, it's it's experimental. It hasn't been tested in the field, <laughs> so we're going to put a teenager in the cockpit and see what happens. That's really yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the uh, the original ones too. I just the, well, we can talk about the drawings too. You have uh, amazing artwork in this book. I was going to ask who is uh, who was the illustrator for you guys? Yeah, so the uh, the artist who works with us, uh, his name is Brandish Gilhelm. Uh, he's also known as Hankerin for a Nail. He has a YouTube channel, um, and he's a game designer uh, in his own right. He runs Runehammer Games. Um, oh. He is a really good friend of ours uh, and someone that we've worked with multiple times in the past. And he's also uh, a probably just the best mecha artist I know in terms of like creating unique silhouettes for mecha. Um and we we really honed in on this this sketchy style, um, and it was like a really uh, like intentional design choice to just have it be black and white art. I don't know why, but it just like 
I don't know. It just it paired really well with the mechanics where it's like the mechanics are so yeah. simple and kind of the mechanics themselves are kind of rough around the edges where it's like, hey, it, it doesn't really tell you exactly what it does. You kind of have to use your own interpretation. And that's the art really carries that forward. And so even if you're flipping through the book and you're not reading it, you're seeing this art and you're and you get a sense for how the game plays and you can see that it's cartoony and sketchy and, you know, just like very um like high concept sort of stuff where it's like it really gets across this sense of how the game is played and so we're uh really fortunate to to have him as someone that uh works with us and uh he just cranks these amazing pieces out so and i can't wait to yeah. see what else he's going to create for this book so and it definitely definitely does go hand in hand with the book like you said so yeah yeah i love it just the you look at these sketches and it's uh it gives you just enough that you'd be like, oh, that reminds me of this or that. And it, it's not necessarily the same thing. Like, I'm, I don't know if you designed the scout to be like Pat Labor, but it really gives me the Pat Labor feel. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Exactly. I like that. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's I just love the, the art. The joy it's so good. Working with someone who like, who gets Mecca and who has like consumed a lot of Mecca, uh, like, um, media in his life is like, you can see the inspirations, mm-hmm. which is like, very intentionally, you know, it's like we're not going to beat around the bush of like, this is definitely like a an EVA unit. Like, it looks like an EVA unit, and that's okay. Like, like I said, it's legally yeah. dissimilar, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's similar, but it's not the same. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, it gives you that impression, but it, it might give someone else a different impression if they have different background. Like, it's, it's, it's open enough that you could give other people ideas. Like, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, and I like the fact that you don't, it's it's not like it's a brawler. It's that's just a type of mech. It's not specific mech. You can use anything you want it as, as long as it fits within that kind of idea, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't exactly. have to look exactly like this mech on on the page. It could be whatever you decide, especially if you want to use miniatures, whatever you can use. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. And that's I think that that is um, uh, really kind of um, hanging our hat on archetypes and tropes of mm-hmm. just like you know, like we you see the brawler and you see kind of what it looks like and, and what it can do mechanically. And you can think of three or four examples, uh, in media of a brawler. You can think of, you know, things in battle tech that would be brawler chassis, things in Gundam that would be brawler chassis. And, uh, that's kind of the idea is like, all of this stuff is archetypical. Like the pilots, like the quipster pilot, we all know who the quipster (laughs) pilot is that, you know, that character in Voltron, who's, you know, eating in the cockpit and cracking jokes. Like it's, that's the quipster and you just if you've consumed any amount of mecha media you can find those little anchor points of stuff that you've seen in shows or 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 comics or whatever and have loved and if you're not into mecha it's actually like a good way to kind of grok the genre because you're seeing like oh these are the tropes of the genre these are like the archetypical sort of pilot characters these are like the different kinds of things that mecha can do um and it kind of like helps get people into the genre, which is like exciting as well. So, yeah, and I'd, I'd like the idea that you have a pilot, and then you who's totally you choose your pilot, and you could choose your mech and mix and match, and there's lots of different combinations too, which is that's a fun way to do it too. Totally, yeah, and you can get you know the different pilot abilities and chassis chassis abilities kind of pair in different and exciting ways, and you can find sort of like, oh, I wonder if I did this and. Uh, you know, did this pilot ability with this chassis, like, um, if you do like a Maverick brawler, it's like a really devastating combination because you're able to, uh, move really quickly, 
uh, and do the charging strike, and then you can do a reckless attack with your Maverick, and it's <laughs> like that's just a match made in heaven, you know? Oh, can you imagine? Uh, I did have a, a question with the rolling with the attributes. Uh, as I was making my character, there was that role, uh, that role, that rule. If you roll uh, 15 or higher, then you got to roll your next attribute, uh, 2d6 plus 3. Uh, is that something you just kind of thought up, or did you? Is that something that's prevalent in other RPGs that I haven't seen before? Yeah, so that is um, actually something that is uh, from the Black Hack, so the, the system that the Mecha Hack is based on. And I I like that rule because um, it, it ensures that if you do roll a high attribute, that you aren't necessarily going to roll another super high mm-hmm. attribute. You can't just have kind all of a way to across like, the board. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a way to kind of balance it out a little bit. And um, truth be told, I don't... I, I do love rolling for stats, but I also, in Mission Manual, we included a bunch of stat arrays that you can pull from, so that, you know, just pre-rolled stats, um, depending on how competent you want the pilots to be. So if they're, like, new recruits, like, just out of Mecha Academy, you know, yeah, they fun. might have less less good stats than a, a veteran who's, you know, been in the cockpit for years or whatever. And that's, like, a, that's a nice way to get that feeling across without necessarily having to have everyone be like level five or six or whatever starting out like you can be competent and be level one so and it gives you room to improve too i like how the with the you you roll over your stat when you're leveling up and if you do you you can increase your stat like that's so that's it's so brilliant like so you're you're never going to be super powerful you because it's it's uh, always going to be harder to get better. Like that's that's fun. exactly the the better you are at something, the more time it takes to improve it. Which I mean is like you know that's kind of how things work in real life too. So it's yeah. a nice little you know analog there. Yeah, I think it, the combination between the uh, black hack and what you did with the mecha hack, I think it's just yeah, it worked out perfectly. It it just seemed to be waiting for you to invent it. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, it's one of those things where I really didn't anticipate it working as well as it did um you know i do a lot of like i don't know just like weird game design where i'm just like sitting on my phone and i have an idea for a dice mechanic or you know hey what if i took this system and used it for this or whatever and uh taking the black hack and doing a mecha game was i (laughs) i think i i messaged david black and i was like hey has anyone ever done a mecha game using black hack and he was like not that i can think of and i was like okay dibs like (laughs) you know like i'm gonna do it i want to do it don't let anyone else do it. Uh, and uh, he was super open to the idea. So, um, yeah, it's, it just it goes to show that, like, if you um, if you take something like the black hack that is like a super versatile, uh, just like very streamlined, very simple system, um, it's very easy to like kind of strip it down to its uh, down to the studs and, you know, build out what you want to have it accomplish. So. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Well, let's uh, talk about the Kickstarter. You have it going on right now. By the time this comes out, you probably have about two weeks left in the uh, the Kickstarter. Yeah, it's we're doing well. Uh, it's far funded, and yeah, we're doing it's doing really well. Um, which is uh, we we weren't really sure how it was going to go. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a busy time of year, and people tend to tighten in the old belts this time of year, coming mm-hmm. up in the holidays. So we weren't really sure how it was going to do, but. Um, it was really important to us that we get it funded so that we could get it out early next year. And, um, yeah, it's been doing really well. We're about to crack 18K today, which is really awesome. That will be another stretch goal for us. Um, and, 
the original goal was 5,000. We hit that on the first day, and it's been fairly steady ever since. We haven't really seen that that Kickstarter plateau where you just kind of like meet your goal and then just kind of trickle for a couple weeks, and then you get a big boost at the end. So uh, we've been pretty consistent every day. So it's it's been fun to to watch and uh, see people getting excited about it. So yeah, hopefully you do get that big burst at the end still too. That'd be nice for you, but. Yes, that would be very exciting. Yeah, I think the idea of those one-page missions, like that's pretty much what it's for. That That's such a good idea. It's just simple guideline, and then the GM just expands from what that little guideline is to create a whole real, like, module. Like, well, I guess module means something different in your game. But, right. <laughs> but D&D totally, module totally. idea, but... Uh, yes. No, totally. And that's, uh, that was another thing that, like, when I first, I, I started writing this book pretty much immediately after Mecha Hack came out a couple of years ago. And when I first started writing it, it was much more like traditional, sort of like, um, DD adventures where it's like, uh, you know, here's a, uh, like, um, enemy stronghold and you have to explore it and go in different rooms. And, um, it's like, it even got as far as playtesting and, and it just was like, this doesn't feel, mecha hack like this doesn't feel like mecha this feels like D D with robots and so it's like i really had to kind of step back and look at what i wanted to do with it and i just kind of thought about like the design principles of the game and also like the kinds of things that i like to write and the kinds of things that i like to run as a game master i was like if i had a book of like a couple dozen missions just like a one-page mission i could run the mission just with one page open in the book like that would be so killer. And so the the biggest hurdle for us in designing that template, that format for the adventures was like keeping it to f- about 400 words. Mm. It's like it's it's tough to get in everything you want in a single page, especially with a it's an A5 size book. So it's not even a full eight and a half by 11 page. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really, really tiny amount of words. Um, but really getting it down to the essentials, I think was a really important process. Um, and I'm really, really happy with how they look and how they run. Um, and I've run a bunch of these missions with zero prep, just completely like, all right, we're going to run this mission. I've got the mission in front of me. Let's go. And I've run them, you know, with prepping beforehand, rolling some stuff and, and altering them and modifying them to my own specific tastes and to suit the, the players that I have with me and stuff. So um, yeah. I hope people will like them. And uh, we brought on a bunch of different writers to write a bunch of these missions. So there's a, there's a lot of variety there for sure. Yeah, I love that because uh, it's so fun just to be able to, I want to play a game tonight. Okay, I don't have to think about it for a week and do all the little yeah. details and stuff. You just open her up and start going. And like I always say, the characters are going to screw up whatever you think of anyway. So you might as well just exactly. stick with just the bullet yeah. points of where you want to get everybody and how you get there. It's yeah. They can decide I mean, how you get to those points. It's so true. Yeah. The reality is, as a GM, you could probably put something together in, in 30 minutes or less. Yeah. yeah. Just drop it right down and just – you have to read through that page. That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's – uh... oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, even rolling up characters, would you could probably be included in that 30 minutes. It's so fast. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, the one one thing I hear a lot about this game is that people love it for um, – for convention games, because yeah. it's really easy to just like, you know, uh, get a group together, roll up some mecha and, and play for a couple hours. Uh, but it's also great for like if you're if you're running a 
D&D game and uh, a player doesn't show up. Okay, well, what are we going to do tonight? Oh, you know what? Let's play Mecha Hack. We can make characters in three minutes and I got a bunch of missions here. Let's go. Like, let's just run one, run through one of these Mecha Hack missions. Um, and so hearing people talk about, you know, this is my go to like, um, uh, like rainy day game. You know what I mean? Like people don't show up for the game or I just need a quick, uh, game to be able to run. I pick up Mecha Hack. Like that was, that was really cool to hear. So we wanted missions that facilitated that, but also we wanted missions that could be strung together into a campaign because we want people to know that like this is a good game for running campaigns. Like, you know, the players will love playing through these missions. Uh, you know, working with the different factions of the universe, getting new modules at different levels, like that's always a fun thing. So, um, I think that people will love like running these missions as like one shots, but also like stringing them together and creating uh, really fun like campaigns as well. Yeah, and yeah, the best thing I think we used to play when I was a kid when we'd play role playing games, the rules barely mattered. It was all about yep. creating your character in your head and playing it out, and we sometimes would even roll a die for the whole thing. So it's, it's nice exactly. to be able to do that with this, where you have the, when you do get in combat, you have the rules, but you don't need rules to be out of combat or to actually role play. So I think yeah, that would facilitate exactly. this for sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else, Pat, you can think of? No, you know, uh, I think it's a, a great little, little product here and I'm, I'm uh, glad to be a part of it now. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're definitely gonna play some Roll Twenty in this. Uh, we've been like, this would be perfect for that. Also, we 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 come from a uh, like tabletop miniature game background, and right, this this works great for that too. If you want to really just play it out on a like once you say you get some battle mats out and use miniatures, like yeah. the rules work well for that too. So yeah, I, think it's, I have uh, beautiful. I had a guy who uh, ran a whole, he ran like a, a trilogy of uh, BattleTech games using this, and he got out um, the old uh, HeroClix uh, BattleTech <laughs> miniatures and used those. I've got a bunch of like 3D printed mechs that I use all the time. Um, I've used my Gunpla, like I've used Gundam models before, where it's like, all right, this is you, this is your mech, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and these are the enemy mechs or whatever, and uh, we played it using that. So um, it's it, yeah, it's it's really versatile. It just does whatever you need it to do to run the mecha game that you want to run. Yeah, that's why it's it it does open up so much uh, variety to whatever you want to run. Like if if you really wanted to run a uh, Evangelion or <laughs> something game like yeah, or even <laughs> Patlabor, like do cop battles with Patlabor. That you can you have stats for for industrial mechs and stuff, which is awesome. So yeah. What's funny on your uh, your most recent episode, you guys were talking about Votoms, and I was like, "Oh shit, I need to run a Votoms game with Mecha Hack." Like, yeah, I'm just like, perfect, gotta, yeah. I gotta oh, make that yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it it works with anything. That's the beauty of it. And you could pretty much find with just the what you already have, you could build any any mech that you could think of. I think like it's just amazing. Yeah. And then the addition, the you're, you're going to double up the the different uh, chassis and different pilots in this in this. Uh, the emission manual so that's just going to expand even more to variety for for role playing like the the pilots are really t- the, the character wise which is fun how they would play and stuff so you're not just yeah. all just robots in in you know giant robots you're you got some character behind it too i like that totally yeah and the new pilots are very like thematic like uh uh we have the bionic which is like a cybernetically enhanced character we've got the pariah which is very much like the new type or you know the uh young 
sort of outcast Gundam <laughs> pilot. So there's a lot of fun stuff in here, and it's 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 fun to take stuff that I really love and that I've grown up with, um, but haven't necessarily had an audience for, and now I can just I put it in a game, and I'm like, hey, this is stuff that I love, and people will pick it up and and play with it, and uh, it's cool to see other people playing with my toys. I guess is is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. So <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, Matt, it's been great you've been on. It's uh is there what's the best way to contact you if anybody wants to talk to you online or Yeah, um so I'm I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um I'm just at Matt Click. Uh Click is C L I C K. Um I'm also uh pretty active uh on um the uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Hang on. Oh, the uh I I we have a community on Facebook, uh, the absolute tabletop official group on Facebook, uh, is a really easy way to get in touch with me. Um, and if you want to see some of the other stuff that I work on, uh, absolute tabletop.com has all of our, our products. Um, and I also have my own professional site, mattclick.com. So I actually, I, I do freelance work. So if you ever need anyone for editing or proofreading or game design, I, I do that as well. That's my, my main job these days. So, awesome. um, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess so. Have me on. It's been great. Well, it's our pleasure, uh, and just uh, I'm sure you just said this, uh, but I just want to make uh, clarify it for everyone in case everyone doesn't make it into the Kickstarter and get the the Mech Hack original book. They can get it at uh, your website, the Tabletop Game website. You said, yeah. So uh, the the core book uh, is currently available in PDF and print on uh, on AbsoluteTabletop.com as well as DriveThroughRPG.com. Um, and, uh, we'll also be accepting, uh, late pledges through our pledge manager. So if for whatever reason, if the budget is tight right now, if you just don't have the, the means, um, we'll, we will be accepting late pledges after the Kickstarter ends that's, as that's, well. So that's great yeah. news. So, uh, the game is available now just in case, and you can't make the Kickstarter, but if you can late pledges and, uh, it's something, if you are a true Mac fan, something you shouldn't pass up on, uh, coming from someone who is a Mac fan. I appreciate that. That's high pra- high praise for sure. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, being on. We will be back uh, in 2021 for our next episode. Until then, I've been Rob, and I've been Chopper, and I was Matt. And we'll we'll see you later. Go back this Kickstarter, people. Thank you. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, MobileArmorRadio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.